This is the Quick Slants Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Quick Slants Podcast at Game on Wisconsin. I'm your host, Jason Perrone. You can find me on Twitter at Jason Perrone. You can find Game on Wisconsin at Game on WI. The Packers played another game, and the game did not end in the Packers' favor. They lost the game. That much we know, and I think coming into this game, a lot of us expected that to be the result. I know I did. I expected it to be not close at all. And some would look at a 10-point loss and say that it wasn't close. And I'm not going to sit here and pound the moral victory drum. That's not the the error that this show is going to have. But I do want to tell the story of how this game unfolded and what it might mean moving forward. And then obviously the Packers have another game next week as they will travel to Detroit to, to face the Lions for the first time. Uh, the Lions also lost uh, this past Sunday and they are 1-6. So the Packers end up losing to the Buffalo Bills 27-17. to and it's so it's a 10 point loss and they are now 3 and 5. So how did they get here in a game that was going to be really tough for them to win? Well, they found out that Elton Jenkins was not going to play. He was inactive, he was ruled out after going through pregame warmups, so he was not going to be in the lineup. No Alan Lazard, he had been ruled out earlier this week. Uh Aaron Rodgers after the loss at Washington last week said that maybe a primetime game against The Bills might be just what the Packers need. No one's given them a chance. Nothing to lose. You know, well, plenty to lose. But, you know, they're the underdog. No expectations, right? And I guess if what they needed was to get beat easily on national TV against the best team in the league, then that's exactly what Rodgers and the Packers got. So, you know, as they say, be careful what you wish for. So the, the, the game starts and the Packers win the toss. They opt to start on defense and they actually force a three and out. Buffalo can't move the ball. Two pass breakups by Jair Alexander. Almost a pick on third down on a deep throw. Good way to start the game. So the Packers get the ball and they have struggles to, to move the ball. They get the ball to Christian Watson, who's active after a couple games missed with a hamstring injury, and he promptly is shaken up. He ends up leaving the game with a concussion after one play. So he's ruled out, and he's in the protocol now, and I'm assuming that that Christian Watson's going to be out for for some time. So the Packers are now down another wide receiver. Coming into this game, they had to elevate Samari Touré. Uh, He was, or they they actually didn't say they elevated him. They, they, They activated him, and so he was... He was active in this game, and the Packers were going to have to rely on some young pass catchers. Now they're down Christian Watson. So the Bills get going. They get the ball back after the Packers can't do anything with their their first possession. They get in the end zone. It's an easy touchdown pass uh, by Knox, who's wide open in the end zone. And this was going to be the story all game long. The Packers were going to have to defend Josh Allen running the Bills' run game, and the passing game. A lot of weapons, a lot of choices to make. It was a pick-your-poison type situation. So the Bills strike first. They score. They're up 7-0. Packers get the ball back. 
there was some talk this week coming into this game that the Packers were going to probably have to try to do something different, really unique, pull out all the stops, um, you know, empty the playbook, if you will, to try to get some production and try to do something against the Bills. So the Packers try a flea flicker, and Rodgers tries to hit Romeo Dobbs. He's well covered down the field. They can't come up with it, so it's a three and out. The Packers have to punt, and they give a return to the 50-yard line. So now you've given the Bills a short field. They drive down. They get a they get a touchdown pass to start the uh, first play of the second quarter to Stephon Diggs, and they go up 14-0. And it seems like at this point the route is on. The Packers are going to be on the on the bad end of the scoreboard. Just doesn't seem like things are are going to work out very well. So they start running the ball again. Uh, they get a first down on an, on an AJ Dillon run. Uh, Aaron Rodgers gets sacked, so you're concerned. Okay, they're getting backed up again, but it's a, negated by hands of the face penalty by Buffalo. Aaron Jones runs for nine yards. They get a false start. Right. They're backed up again, and so here, here we go again. The Packers are behind the sticks. They don't play well. Aaron Rodgers throws a deep ball to Romeo Dobbs, gives him a chance to make a play, and he finally comes down with one in the end zone for a ridiculous touchdown catch. 14-7 Bills. Okay, Packers are showing some signs of life here. It's the first spectacular moment in about three weeks for this team, and Romeo Dobbs shows us that he's got the potential. Now here it is. Him doing the potential turns into production. And the Packers now score some points. The problem is, is on the next drive, the Bills get in the end zone again. They get in the end zone again. Darnell Savage misses a tackle. The Bills get a couple of big runs. They lose Quay Walker, who, for whatever reason, on the sideline, as as a Bills coach is trying to keep him from running into another player, help him up, something like that. Quay Walker pushes this this player, this coach on the sideline, and ends up getting thrown out of the game. It's a 15-yard penalty, and he gets thrown out of the ballgame. And so the Packers now don't have one of their starting linebackers. Just dumb. And so the Bills score. They're up 21-7. Once again, is the route on? Did the Packers just shoot themselves in the foot? What are they going to do? We've been calling for the Packers to stick with the run, get the ball to Aaron Jones. We hear Matt LaFleur saying it all the time. We need to get the ball to Aaron Jones. Finally, they do it. They Finally, they do it. They get a long run on Jones. Now, Rodgers can't hit Robert Tunyon on this drive. There's a tip ball. Ball gets dropped. Fortunately, no interception. But Rodgers gets sacked. He can't escape pressure. The Packers have to punt. Once again, just two steps forward, three steps back. They can't do it. It's, it's, it's just, it's bad. On the next drive, Josh Allen shows us why he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, has turned into one of the best quarterbacks in the league with pressure in his face. Throws a deep ball to, to Stephon Diggs, and he gets a big completion there. The Bills just miss on a deep ball in the end zone. Devondre Campbell gets hurt at this point with a knee injury. He goes to the locker room. He would not return. So Devondre Campbell and Quay Walker are both out, and you have a deep third down pass that Jair Alexander breaks up, and the Bills have to settle for a field goal. They go into the half of 24-7. to seven. So the defense we now know is not very good. Coming into this season, we not only expected them to be good, but to be elite. And Matt Schneidman of The Athletic noted that they have six first-rounders out there, and they're, not, they're just not playing well. They're just not good as a group right now. 
And you can put that on Brian Gutekunst for the players he picked. You can put that on the coaching staff for not getting more from them. And you can put that on the players for not stepping up and making enough plays. Now, did they give up and did they quit in this game? No. Did they try? Yes. Did they make some plays? Yes. They showed some metal. I've been asking for some moxie and some metal. They showed me something. Okay? Obviously not enough to win a game, but they showed me something. Right? But still, this defense is just not good enough. So... The Packers get a big return by Kayshawn Nixon, but there's holding, so it negates the return. They're starting at their own seven. They can't get anything going, but they finally move the ball down the field. And once again, last week, Eric Stokes gets called for a really, really bad illegal contact penalty that negates a scoop and score on defense against Washington. On this drive, Robert Tunyon appears to be wide open in the end zone for a touchdown and it's negated by a pass interference penalty by Tunyon offensive pass interference as the defensive back as he was trying to separate from the defensive back the defensive back loses his balance falls down they call OPI negates the touchdown the Packers have to settle for a field goal 24-10 again one of these tip tipping type plays that can kind of deflate the balloon a little bit and it definitely deflated us as fans and I know we're getting really tired of the officiating and the, the calls that are going against Green Bay that's just the way it goes with with teams that are playing poorly sometimes it just seems like you're getting crapped on by the officials and it was a really again a really really kind of ticky tack play some will say hey that was blatant that was blatant OPI regardless it took a touchdown off the board the Packers have to deal with that once again you know, they're fighting a force that they're just going to have to overcome if they want to win a game. End of end of story. The Bills end up adding another field goal. They and the, the Packers end up coming all the way down to the Buffalo 25. Aaron Jones is, is running his tail off. He had a very good game. They get to fourth and one. They're in the middle of the field. They decide to go for it. They're down. Aaron Jones gets stuffed. Predictable run. The Packers, you know, the Bills knew it was coming. The Packers felt like they could still get the yard. They didn't. So Jones's stuff, they have to they have to turn the ball over on downs. Well, there was a third down stop on the next play, but a hands to the face penalty on Rasul Douglas negates the third down stop. But then Rasul finally gets a pick on Josh Allen. And Rasul laterals to Jair, who's who's probably tackled. It didn't do anything, but hey, the Packers trying to make something out of something. They finally get a pick. They finally get an interception. Right? Lo and behold, on the very next series, first play, Aaron Rodgers picked off by the Bills. Tip ball, they pick it off. The Bills get all the way down to the goal line. It looks like they're going to score and really put this game away. They're up 27-10. They're going to go up 30-34-10 if they score. And Josh Allen throws another interception, this one by Jair Alexander on the goal line. Jair picks it off. The Packers drive down. Rodgers picks up a first down, runs for a first down, picks it up with his legs. A very encouraging sign to see him able to run and get out in space and still make some plays with his legs. He just misses Samari Ture on a deep ball. Ture just could not haul it in. Hits the turf. But then on the next play, he goes back to him. After a nice double move, Ture got some separation, found himself open in the end zone. Rodgers finds him, hits him. Ture scores. The Packers close it to 27-17. Again, showing some metal. They're still down 10 points, but you got to do something here. 
Well, they did something. They forced a punt. Now, Amari Rodgers was the punt returner. I'm not even going to go there anymore. I, obviously, the Packers are going to stick with Amari Rodgers. They don't feel like anybody else on this roster is worth putting out there or is a better option than is Amari Rodgers. And that's just that's just life. That's just life right now. But the point is the Packers force a punt. And they get, it, they, they get into a third down situation. And Amari Rodgers is now at wide receiver. He comes up with a big catch. But they can't convert on another third down. And so they they elect at this point, getting late in the game, to try a 55-yard field goal by Mason Crosby to try to close the gap, go for the onside kick, see if they can do something under a minute. Crosby's attempt goes wide left. It had enough distance, just it didn't, it didn't, he didn't make it. And it ends up going wide left. And that's it. The Bills kneel it out and they win 27 to 17. So that's that's your ballgame. That's your recap of them of how it happened there. The Bills are what the Packers were at one time. We're very familiar with with watching what Buffalo did. We're used to seeing the Packers do that. They're not that anymore. There was a time when the Packers would get a win like this and it would get the ugly label. And after the game, Josh Allen called it a gross win. Because they expect, I mean, they've been beating teams by 35 points this season. And they just they just won by 10 to a Packers team that's lost, came in having lost three games in a row and playing some really uninspiring football. I mean, after this was a type of game in the past where the fans would have complained that the Packers didn't close it out well enough, they didn't keep their foot on the gas, in a win by 10. That seems galaxies away from where we're at right now. So far away. Numbers-wise, 200 yards rushing for the Packers. A very, very good day on the ground. A very good day on the ground. Aaron Jones, they said just get him the touches. He had over 20 touches. He had 20 carries, 143 yards, averaged 7.2 yards per carry. That is magical. That's magical. The Packers ended up with 208 yards on 31 carries. Aaron Rodgers threw it 30 times. There's some balance there. They lost. But 200 yards rushing. Nine different receivers caught a pass. Packers won the turnover battle. They converted on multiple third downs after, and they didn't get blown out. Those are, I mean, I know there's no moral victories, but if you're looking to build on something, you got to find something in there. And that's that's what it is right there. The numbers didn't produce a win. And, I, you know, so the, the, the Bills are a, a, a solid Super Bowl contender. And so you can grade this loss on a curve and be happy that it wasn't worse, but the Packers are still sitting at 3-5. and five. And that's not great. We know it's not great. And there's no reason to sit here and talk about scenarios where the Packers can make something of this season. Because they've, they've got so much more, so many more basic things that they need to accomplish. That talking about anything, anything extra or special is we're not there they just need to win a game they need to win a game the Packers need to crawl before they try to walk so you know they they need to take all the good things they did and turn it into the bigger number on their side of the scoreboard at the end of the game that's what it's about they need to win games they need to figure out a way to win a game and see where it goes from there I like that they came out ready to play I like that they had some fire in them. I like that they got after the ball. I like that they stuck with the run. 
I like that some guys came back into the game after getting dinged up. And I'm not talking about Christian Watson. He was ruled out with a concussion. Obviously, I'm not talking about him. But guys, A.J. Dillon came back in after getting dinged up a little bit. Those are those are good things, but they're they're kind of bare minimum minimum good things. Those are kind of like the bare minimum that you would have accepted in order to not consider this a total disaster of a ball game. And those are the things that needed to happen at at the very least for me to not call this another bad loss. And and they did. I've been very critical of Matt Lafleur lately, and he still has a lot of work to do with this team. But at three and five, there are some things to build on. And not because the Packers played well. They they didn't. I mean, they didn't play well enough. It's not because they were this close to an upset win, because they weren't. But when you're down like this team is right now, it has to start somewhere. And relatively speaking, this loss was not like last week's absolute pants soiling in Washington or the week prior against the Jets. And Matt LaFleur should start there. He's got some young players who showed that they need to get more opportunities. Kingsley Enigbare continues to grow. Samari Ture caught a touchdown. Had another near big catch. Romeo Dobbs makes a couple of spectacular catches. One for a touchdown. Amari Rogers caught a deep ball late. A.J. Dillon got going again after not producing much in the last couple weeks. There are things that this team can work on now And whether the Packers make something of the season or not, those guys are going to be much more chiseled and ready for the future. And we have to be, I mean, let's be honest here. This may become about 2023 really quickly. Some of you out there are already saying that's what it is. I'm not quite there yet, but it's going to get there real quickly if if the Packers don't get in the win call. And they haven't won a game in a month. So there's really nothing to suggest that going to Detroit next week is anything more to hope for than what the last month has turned out to be. Until you've won a game, you haven't won a game. And with that, there's there's going to be some talk. There's two more days left today, tomorrow, before the trade deadline hits. This this team is really not in a position to buy. All these talk this talk about the Packers being in a conversation and they want to get get a young player on their rookie deal and all that kind of stuff. I think there's still too many things that need to get better. And some would sit here and say that that's that's a a loser way of me to look at it and say, why wouldn't you make an improvement if your team needs an improvement? And I guess the question is, is do the Packers see the cost as worth it? And I think unless the Packers find themselves on the good end of a lopsided deal or offer or opportunity to get a player, I would not expect any moves to be made and any trades. And it's not about protecting assets because the Packers have definitely made mistakes in the draft. I mean, if, if you can make a, a move and, and better your team and give up a draft pick, I mean, there's nothing more sure than trading a draft pick for a, a young player that you know is already good in the NFL. If you draft a player, they're a rookie, they haven't played in the NFL yet You've before you've taken them, but you don't know what they're going to be. If you're trading for a player, you know what that player is going to be or you, you have a pretty good idea of what that player is going to be. Uh, but I don't think the Packers make a move if it's not also going to help this team next year and beyond. And that's been Brian Gutekunst's mantra is it's about the future. Yes, this year matters, but it's also about the future and trying to stay competitive. 
which if we now look at how the Packers tried to stay competitive this year, I think they're getting, you know, they're they're realizing the error of some of their ways. And they're getting bitten in the butt. And they just, they haven't gotten the production from some of their players. And that includes the quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, who wasn't as bad in this game. He, you know, he really wasn't as bad. He did throw a pick. It was batted. He had a couple of, of tough throws. He was under a lot of pressure. But it wasn't it wasn't a garbage show like we've seen him play the last couple weeks. So as we look ahead to the Lions game, like I said, they're one and six. They are not going anywhere this season. They're not doing anything. But even when the Packers are head and shoulders above Detroit, they always play tough at home against the Packers. I've seen some really good Packers teams lose to some really bad Lions teams just simply because it was in Detroit, the crowd, the energy, whatever it be. I'm just glad that that they didn't have to play each other on Thanksgiving because I don't want to see a, a holiday ruined by a Packers team that, that can't right now cannot win a game. This is still Dan Campbell's team, the Lions. And I think they can sense an opportunity to add one in the win column here against a struggling Packers team. And we're not we're not sitting here talking about moral victories, but the Lions have been the Lions for a, a long damn time. And they 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 probably do care about beating the Packers. So the, the Lions will take moral victories when we're not willing to. So even if that's the biggest and best thing that they managed to do the rest of this year, Detroit is coming after it this week. Because trust me, winning one more game is not going to keep them out of contention for a top pick. They've won, they've won one game. So it's, you know, unfortunately, it's going to be a good game in the sense that both teams are playing badly. And it's kind of like, which bad team will be better? This is not where we expected the Packers to be and the conversation to be at this point. But th- but here we are. That's the type of of good that the that the game will be. Which which bad team will be better? A closely contested game between the Packers and the Lions. Not what we want, especially with Minnesota continuing to win. I mean, the, the Packers now find themselves needing to make up four games. And they've got nine games left. So and some some tough matchups. I mean, they still have to face the Cowboys. They have the Eagles on the schedule. Tennessee is on the schedule on a short week. That's after the Cowboys game, before the bye week. Lot, lots, lots going on. So we'll have a week of practice. We'll see how they come out against the Lions. We'll see what the stories are coming out of practice. We'll see how the injuries shake up. And Josiah DeGuara went out with a head injury in this game as well. So the Packers, are they, are they going to be down some more bodies? Are they going to get Elton Jenkins back next week? All kinds of stuff. All kinds of things going on here. But that's where the Packers sit right now. So it's it's not a moral victory. I said 47-3 pa- uh, Bills over the Packers this week because I really felt like that's the disparity between a team that is very likely to be hoisting the Lombardi at the end of this year and the Green Bay Packers right now who are not playing like Lombardi was ever part of their culture. And so, again, they just need to find a way to win a game. They really, really do. But it's really quickly becoming, like I said, this the air of this show is going to change in terms of we're not going to freak out and get upset over losses anymore because we know that they're not going to win games. They're not playing winning football. We can't sit here and be upset about the Packers not winning games when they haven't been winning games. Like, like that narrative is gone now. We're not, we're not doing that anymore. I think last week was the last time that, you know, you'll, you'll hear me rant. Because even if they lose a close game in a bad fashion, they make a big mistake and they they drop one or they, they don't get a win against the Lions next week or something. It's 
this is what happens when you're bad when you're bad and you're playing poorly that's just the way that's the way that it goes you don't you don't they have to they have to find a way to win a game that's that's as simple as that we're not going to lose our you know we're not going to lose our hats over the packers not playing well but that's what they need to do now if they want to start stop the bleeding in any way shape or form and keep everyone engaged i did like the way the team came out i think they'll be prepared and ready to come out against detroit i think this team is getting ticked off they they have an ounce of respect at least they showed it against buffalo even though they didn't win the game Build on that. Go build on that. So that'll do it for this edition of the Quick Slants Podcast. I will be back again next week with a recap of the Packers and Lions game before they head back home to take on the Dallas Cowboys the following week. And that's going to be a special week. I'll be in the house for that game. Quick Slants, I think I'm going to delay it and try to put it out on Wednesday that week. So I can still do the show, but give myself time to get back home and then talk about it afterwards. I am Jason Perone. You can follow me on Twitter at Jason Perone. You can follow Game On Wisconsin at Game On WI. Once again, it is not a victory Monday. No moral victories. But there were some okay things that came out of this. It could always be worse. So trudge through. Make it a good week. Take care of yourself. Take care of everyone else. Be good to each other on Twitter. Let's try to take care of each other and lift each other up a little bit this week versus what we saw last week. And as always, go Pack Go. Off play action, back to the throw, Prescott with time, rifles it over the middle for the hands of Cooper, intercepted. intercepted, Jair Alexander to the 20, cutting left, 25-30, he's got an escort to the 35-40, hurdles a defender across the 50, and